Hey there, Rebel Women. How are you doing? Happy Wednesday, or whenever you listen to this. Thanks for checking it out. Today, we have a special guest with us. Audra Allen Queen is coming in to chat with us all about mindset. And I am a big believer in having a good mindset because I need all the things. I need all the help. I listen, I learn, I watch, I read, all of it. Because as you know, as a business owner, you guys, if it's not our mind telling us we can't do it, (laughs) you shouldn't be doing this. Why are you doing this? Why are you creating this? Um, we'll hear it from other places or we'll look at things and feel insecure and feel that we're not needed in this world or wanted or valued in this world. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Audra comes at it from a very unique perspective as a dance dancer, a dance educator, being in that industry. And I never thought of it that way or uh, even thought that that mattered. But when she explains it, I so get it and I so resonate with it. So whether you're a dancer, have been a dancer or around dancers, even if you're not a dancer, you are going to find this so helpful. She gives us some really great tools to help us overcome that negative Nelly in our head and uh, move forward so that our business can thrive. She also shares some great insight on business as well as personal things as well. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and make sure you check out her podcast. Yours truly will be a guest on her podcast, the Dance CEO podcast in the near future. And we share a lot about my end of things. And it's always fun to to be a guest on somebody's podcast because they pull things out of me that I normally don't talk about on this podcast. So you'll want to check that out. I'll be sure to shout it out as well when it goes live. All right, you guys have a great day and enjoy this awesome podcast with a beautiful Audra Allen Queen. You've put your blood, sweat, and tears into creating a storefront that lights you up, serves your clients well, and contributes significantly to the community you love. You are my hero, and I affectionately call you a rebel woman. Hey there, my name is Melissa Rose, a brick and mortar business owner with a handful of kiddos and a few passion projects that I head up like this one. I'm also your visibility coach and consultant for a service-based business like yours. I'm passionate about helping small business owners thrive in their community and become the only option in town for their industry. In this podcast, we're going to share the nitty gritty of running a successful brick and mortar business by sharing stories, talking strategies, and learning practical tips to run a kick-ass business. Ready to be inspired, empowered, and equipped to create the small business of your dreams? Let's get real. Welcome, Audra Allen Queen to the Brick and Mortar Visibility Podcast. How are you? Hi, thanks so much for having me here. I'm really good. I'm excited to be talking to you. Wonderful, wonderful. Tell everybody where you're coming in from because you're not local. No, I'm not. So I'm currently <laughs> talking to you from Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, really? Yes. That, that's where my husband lives and I live in New Orleans, Louisiana. So depending on the week, I'm in oh. one place or the other. How far a drive is that for you? It's seven hours. Oh, ouch. I've actually grown to really love that time by myself. I fill that up with podcasts, <laughs> phone calls with friends, client messages to respond to, yeah. sometimes just silence. It's actually become really enjoyable. Yes. No, totally get it. I love road trips by myself. Like I just, all the podcasts, all the books, mm-hmm. just zoning out and like looking at the highway and then going, oh my gosh, 20 minutes went, went, went past. And yes. it's just the best, like when you're just, your brain just goes. I love it. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Okay. So what's the weather like in Florida? I always talk weather. It's a no problem. Thing. <laughs> it's actually unusually cool for right now. Yes, We're normally like feeling in the hundreds and right now it's like 80 maybe and lots of rain and thunderstorms. So okay. I'm really right. embracing this because in New Orleans, that's not the case. It is that nasty, humid South Southern summer. So I'm enjoying being here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we are a little cooler today too. I have a sweatshirt and some layers on and I'm like, wow. Okay. But it's okay. It's okay. We had the hazy, um, hazy smoke from the, mm, the fires. The fires. From, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was really bad on Wednesday, like mm. freaky, like just, but much better today. So, all right. You are going to talk all about mindset in business. And I am a huge advocate of being, I'm, I'm so strict with my morning routine because I, I have grown to love it and make it so powerful for my business and for my life. Um, we don't necessarily have to talk about that, but do you have a, do you have a morning routine that sets you up for success? Yes, I do. It's definitely been something in the works for multiple years since I learned about the power of mindset and personal development. And it's something I ask all my clients in my community to work on. Uh, so it has multiple parts as it's been developing over time. I have the, the journaling aspect where every morning I first write down 10 things I'm specifically grateful for from the past 24 hours, which has really helped me get very mindful of what happens in my day. Mm -hmm. And then I also write down any current affirmations or quotes that are really working for me. And then I write down my 10 things I'm currently manifesting into my life, both short-term and long-term. And then when something manifests, I, it bumps off and I add something new to the list. And then I free write for about five minutes, sometimes longer. And I just, you know, brain dump all the things that need to come out for me. And then I always read. I do some type of reading, learning in the morning, working through a book. I also like to do some spiritual work because I am religious myself and I spend some time on that. And then at some point in the morning, I also like to move my body, some form of exercise. I like to change it up from ADHD so it keeps, so it stays exciting for me. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Hmm. So how long does that take you for you? Like how long do you plan for that? In an an ideal day when I get all those things done, (laughs) I not including the workout, it could be up to an hour if I'm like really wanting to get the free ride. I'm really wanting to do a lot of the reading, but on the days it's, you know, faster, I'll just maybe do the journaling side and that can be up to 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And let's be real. You're a mama too. So you're doing, you're, you know, and I am too. So we're all juggling this in the midst Mm of uh, being a mama and partner and all the things and business owner. So can you talk a little bit about your business, um, who you, what you do, who you serve so that people can uh, identify with and just understand what you do? Yes. So I'm a mindset and business coach for dance business owners, CEOs, leaders, entrepreneurs, anyone who serves the dance world, I consider a dance business. So it's a wide variety of people I work with. Absolutely love it. And I support them on becoming the the best version of themselves personally first and then professionally through one-on-one coaching, group coaching. I also have a podcast, my my platform on Instagram, and just really helping them go through a journey that I've been going through and finding the benefit of. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. And I like that you work with anybody that touches the dance world. Yes. That that opens it up quite a bit. It's not just studio owners or, Mm -hmm. or dance educators. So why is mindset work so important in business and especially for dancers? Um, I think that growing up in the dance world, as I did myself, I've also danced professionally and stuff that we, we are somewhat have a really strong mindset in the sense of like focused discipline, but it's really for someone else's benefit. And we haven't really been taught how to 
in a healthy manner work through anything, challenges and whatnot, we're just kind of, I think, for lack of a better word, kind of set up in a maybe toxic environment or structure. And so I don't think there's a lot of healthy mindset skills that have been developed to deal with rejection and that where our value is not based on if we're cast or not in something or that if we're given feedback, that doesn't mean we're a bad person and we tie our identity as a dancer to our core and we don't know how to separate that. So I think mindset work is so important to help us create those boundaries to separate the identity of dancer from self and really just learn who we are as a, at our core, which I think is a creative and dancing is how we show up creatively. Yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah. I love gonna, how you said that in the beginning of you, you worded it. Now I'm going to blank on it, but just how we're set up to appease or please somebody else's um, a, a, a goal or objective. And I, I guess I'm so naive. I had a college professor acknowledge um, that, you know, teaching us how women are perceived in the dance world and in the arts and, you know, the roles that we get, you know, and this was, okay it's like 30 years ago now already but and and I just had that like aha moment of like well yeah that's just the way it is I never even thought it could look differently you know when we're coached or you know we're brought up a certain way you don't even realize life is different and now you know growing up in a small community I grew up on a farm and then I went to a smaller school and you know the first time I went to New York you know just being exposed to all this culture and colors and vibrancy and and then just my jaw and eye opening so then to bring that into the mindset of of yeah yeah I was auditioning to fit their role I was I was acting to get that role and they didn't see it the way um the way I felt I deserved it. Right. And mm -hmm. how to, how to handle that. Um, so how do you, how do you coach business owners who've been living that way for so long? Like what are some strategies that you do for us? Um, well, first I want to share like one of the ways I recognize that's something we need to work on, which is normally they come in with very specific business goals that they want to achieve or challenges they want to overcome. And a lot of the times, um, I mean, it's just really clear to me that a lot of the challenges experienced in the business are actually mindset-based and that when we do the mindset work, a lot of the business challenges are eradicated. But how I work with that is I teach, the very first thing I teach is actually just a four-step mindset shift process because a lot of our mindset is just how we view things, right? It's just how we're thinking about a thought. It's not necessarily fact. So I take them through something called the four C's. And the first, the fourth, <laughs> the first <laughs> C is claim. You need to claim that you're having the specific thought. And it could be something like, oh, I'm never going to get anybody to sign up for this offer that I have because who, why, why, would they, why would they buy from me? Who am I to offer something, right? And you're just like having this dialogue with yourself. So you first need to just claim that you're having this thought and just get clear on what that, that is. Second is that you need to challenge it. You need to challenge this thought. Can you prove without a shadow of a doubt that this thought you're telling yourself is indeed fact. And the answer always is it's a lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's never actually fact that no one's going to buy from you. That no one, like you don't know for certain that people view you as someone who doesn't have anything to offer. You can't actually prove that. You're just using that as a safety net, an excuse, mm -hmm. fear. And then the third one is you need to change the thought. You need to shift the narrative into something that is indeed fact, saying no one is buying from me yet, 
because I haven't done the work to market myself adequately or to let people know that I actually exist, right? Like there's actual reasons for why things haven't made it from A to Z for you and getting clear on what that is in fact mode and actually shifting the dialogue into what is true. And then the fourth C is call it out. You actually need to say it out loud to help embody the shift because you've spent so much time a lot of energy and that negative thought process. Do you actually need to go through the process of saying it out loud? Let your body, imbo- you know, let your body take it on, and then even let the universe know that that shift is happening, and it helps you work through it faster to start living the true fact versus the lie you've been telling yourself. And that very basic four-step process, I still use all the time. And I encourage my clients to take it on. And there's so many other mindset skills too that I help them develop, but that is a really key. It's To me, it's like getting clear on what your alignment is in dance class, right? You're mm-hmm. learning how to lengthen your hip flexors mm-hmm. to get your pelvis into alignment, how your abdominal muscles properly engage, how your mm-hmm. ribs relax, your shoulders. Your alignment to me is the four C's. It's a very basic grounding skill set you need to constantly go back to to keep helping you work through limiting beliefs that come up and hinder your growth personally and professionally. Okay, so you gave us some great tools, claim, challenge, change, and call it out. I know my issue, and I'm sure a lot of us, is the change. Mm-hmm. How do you change your thought when the proof right now is that I need more my, more clients coming to my door? Mm-hmm. Like I need 20 more or 30 more, and I feel like I'm doing it all. So how do you change that? Like How do you get past that? I like the word that you just used, proof. So I think what's helpful first in this the four steps is that we're taking an an all or nothing, an absolute thought process and bringing it down into, okay, yes, I do need to bring in more clients, but it's not because of these, these lies I was telling myself. So you still can say, yes, I still have this challenge, but now I'm looking at it more realistically. Like I need clients, but it's not because of this. When this is an unfamiliar skill, just like when you're first learning your alignment and you feel so foreign in the process of trying to stack your bones a certain way, your muscles engaging, it's going to take some big effort and practice at first. It's not just something you just rattle off in your mind and shift. Mm -hmm. I actually encourage the process of writing through this when you're first getting familiar with it. So Mm -hmm. sitting down pen and paper, not even typing because there's actually science been done with the processing when you actually take action. And as dancers, as movers, writing something that even the movement of our hand helps us process better. So instead of thinking through number one, you actually write down what the thought is. And then you actually write down step two and you work through what, what is this lie, right? Can you prove it? You actually write it out and it'll be a journaling exercise and you end up subconsciously coming up with even more than you realize you get a lot of clarity, which then helps you eradicate some things even more than just what is this lie I was telling myself. And it helps you even have a better idea of what needs to be removed to stay within what's fact. And it then gives you, oh, I'm not having clients because I haven't even been telling people my service is available. Right. When you're like, no one believes me because you know, because I haven't been offering my service. And like, that's where I need to focus. Mm-hmm. And you can go from there. So it actually helps give clarity on action steps and not just a change in thought process. Something not similar at all, but something that's it. kind of funny is, um, I'm being really vulnerable right here. Um, last summer, I had the worst summer ever in my business. Mm-hmm. Worst summer. Um, I basically had to lay off my team because mm-hmm. I had not enough enrollments to, to warrant them. I was teaching, I, I documented it because I was like, I am never having a summer like this again. Um, but one day I taught literally taught 10 hours that day. And I'm just like, I can't like physically teaching dance. I always tell people who don't do it. It's like, 
running on a treadmill at seven, eight miles an hour, because not only are you energetic and up, but you're physically moving and you're talking and it's a lot of energy. So mm-hmm. it was a tough summer. It was a really hard summer. And um, why, why? Everybody's asking why. And I said, I, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking it's because last summer was really the first summer everything was open and people were getting out of town and traveling. So we get through it. <laughs> Which I want to commend you for that. That's huge. One that oh. you recognize that you needed to make a pivot so you can keep your business moving forward. That's yeah. huge. I know. Yeah. And I've been in business for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that was that was just so humbling. Like, are you flipping kidding me? You know, mm-hmm. COVID, COVID was a piece of cake compared to last summer. But then um, this summer, I just have a different attitude. I'm just like, I'm not, we're way ahead of last summer. We're crushing it. We're doing great, blah, blah, blah. And then I look at the black and white numbers and we're exactly where we are last year as far as enrollment. Yep. But I'm like, I don't feel that way. I feel like we're doing great. I feel like we're, we're, we're going to do great. Part of it is I have some other revenue sources coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, I have clients that I'm working with. I have other things happening that are making me excited, but is it, I don't think it's just, I don't think it's because of that. I just think I have the proof <laughs> that I have gone through and gotten through and I can get through mm-hmm. um, to get through that. So that's why I always say proof. And I am a big advocate of like, when you get those feel good emails or those feel, feel good cards, you keep them and you look at them when you need them because they are so huge, but um, change through it. Like, like oh, that when so you get good. to that, that one's the hardest one. It's like, how can I change when the proof isn't, isn't there like last summer, it was hard. I was crying to my team going, I don't know how I'm going to make my rent or, you know, so I gotta, I gotta let you go. I'm sorry. And then this year it's like, okay, well, we've done it. I can do it. We'll figure it out. So um, I love that for what it is. Um, we all go through it. And just because you've been in business 10, 15 years, doesn't mean you're, you get away from hard stuff. So, yeah. But I also think, one of the things I've learned in this journey with my own mindset is your mindset shift doesn't take away the challenge. It gives you a different mm-hmm. way to view it and more like strength to work through it. So just don't reiterate what you were just sharing, right? You shifting your mindset doesn't mean you have clients all of a sudden. It just mm-hmm. means now you have a better perspective and a stronger will to work through the thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, I love so, that. Yeah. So people can either view it one way and be stuck in it and the victim or people can shift their mindset and be like, okay. This is what it is, and I'm going to work with it and mm-hmm. through it and move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think we need to eat and sleep well, okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> I still firmly believe your business is only as successful as you are doing personally. And I mean that in all capacities of you, holistically, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing well, your business if your business is suffering, you need to go back and look at you. And if you are suffering, there's no wonder your business is suffering. Now, if Amen. you're doing well and your business is suffering, then you just dress business things. But if your yeah. business is suffering because you're suffering, you start at you and then your business can be addressed. And a lot of times the business so will improve true. just when you're taking care of yourself. So true. So true. And and I've seen that with business friends, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're working so many hours, they're not sleeping, their health goes. And then every, and yeah, you have to take care of you. You are your best employee, your most important asset in your business. Yeah. So, yeah. So how are you? Okay. You told us a little bit about your uh, morning routine. What are some other things that you still work on in your mindset? Well, I just like, I believe in starting and ending my day for me. Mm. So 
um, instead of waking up in a reaction mode, which is habitual now, you wake up and you reach for your phone and like instantly check your messages and your emails like that. That's a reactionary mode. And you're instantly starting to serve your day for other people's agendas, Mm -hmm. not your own. And so if I start my day doing something for me that I love, whether it's I wake up and I start reading or I, whatever the thing is, and then I end my day for me, even if that's just like, I actually took the time to wash my face tonight, or I'm going to lay in bed and read a chapter of a personal book. I like reading for press for pleasure versus a book I read in the morning for work. And if I start into my day for me, I'm okay with what's in the middle because I knew I still made myself a priority and I was proactive versus reactive the entire day. And that has been life-changing for me. Yes. Yes. I so agree. I, I love how you said, um, washing your face at night. I, (laughs) I've washed my face at night for years because I used to, you know, I, my mother always told me to do it. So I did. And, um, but now it's become such a luxurious, luxurious mm-hmm. moment of just slowly doing it and just taking that time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, we also pray as a family and, and my kids are really good about that, which just cracks me up because they could just say no mom and walk away, but they do. They all come in my room and we have our moment and we say what we're thankful for. And then I have just, I try to read y'all, but it lasts maybe a half a paragraph and then I'm out, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I hit the pillow and I'm done. <laughs> but that end of mo- like. I love what you said. The beginning and the end of the day has to be like sacred time for you so that you are, you can take care of all the other things that are on our plates. I love that. Yeah. And then the perspective of every time someone comes to you with something that's for their agenda, not yours. And so if you're spending the entire day, including your children, they have an agenda, right? And we are obligated to a degree, to support their agendas. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, anyone, you know, anyone you work with, emails you get, messages you get online, that's someone else's agenda. And if you just spend all your time responding to them, you're not serving your own at all. And then you're, if you're wondering why your needle isn't being moved, you're not getting closer to your goals, you feel like you have no time for yourself. It's because you don't, because mm-hmm. you're serving other people's agenda. And they're not thinking that your agenda is their priority at all. No, like they're just no. focused on theirs. So being yeah. mindful of how can I bring back in myself as an agenda Mm-hmm. and a key agenda and like making sure you you keep yours in there. Can we just talk practic- practicalities? I remember when I was, the kiddos were younger, mm-hmm. I, I literally color coded out the schedule and just mm-hmm. said, these, these are the hours mama really needs to be. And it was coordinated with nap time for the littles and then yes. the older ones and yes, quiet yes, time, yes. but then mom <laughs> is in the office and you can't move. Now the kiddos are older, but we've still resorted <laughs> to putting that up on the fridge just this week, y'all, because even the seventh grader is interrupting every two seconds. And it's like, babe, I, mm, I, I, I know it's summer hours for you, but mama yep. still has to work. So yes. being intentional. So how do you, um, you, how do you block out when you're checking email? Do you block out when you're connecting with people or are you like, how do you do that? Cause everybody has a different rhythm and it's right. fun to learn what you do. Um, I have a few added layers to make this even more interesting is I have my own two little humans from my first marriage who are now nine and seven in their home for the summer. And I share custody with their dad, my ex 50, 50. And I get them two weeks at a time and they're with their dad for two weeks at a time. The time I'm not with them, I'm in Florida with my new husband and he's got three kids. He shares 50, 50 with his ex, two Mm -hmm. teenagers and a nine-year-old. So I actually live two separate routines when I'm with my kids versus when I'm with my husband and when he's with us versus, like, it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then summer, of course, versus school year. So (laughs) my little humans, my younger, the seven-year-old, she has ADHD like I do, and she needs to just have constant mental stimulation, be aware, be around me. So I actually even have it layers of, like, okay, mom's working during this time, 
This time you can be in the room with me playing on the bed, whatever. If you need to pop in and just look at who I'm talking to on the screen, that's not a problem. This time is like, it's a recording on video. You cannot be like, I get very clear about what those boundaries are. And I have a schedule on my fridge for my nine and my seven year old at this time. Like every morning we're, we're doing some adventure. 10 a.m. is schoolwork air quotes, right? Mm -hmm. Like you guys need to do an art project or write a journal prompt with this one question plus snack time. And then lunch is here. And then after you have these things and then you can, so I'm very clear. And then I also adjust when I'm working, like during the summer with my kids, like, okay, I'm up a little bit earlier. I'll get a little bit of work done. I have to take some time for myself, pause on that, spend the time with them, go back for two hours, have lunch with them, go back for a chunk of time, four o'clock, no matter what. I'm in the pool with my kids. Guaranteed promise four o'clock. We're going to hop in the pool because I've been very patient all day. <laughs> and then after they get to bed, I'm back and working a little bit more. So it's just the spreading of it out. Mm-hmm. And, and I love actually the flexibility. That's one of the beauties we have of being our own bosses, right? The mm-hmm. entrepreneur is like, you know, yes, you have the set times you need to be with your clients in whatever capacity you serve mm-hmm. them. But then when you have the ability for the behind the scene work, you have your own structure. Like it's your life. Like you mm-hmm. can change it. If it's one week, it's one thing. One day, it's one thing. It's okay. Do it. It's your life. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You design it. I love what you said about those interruptions on are on their agenda. And it's mm-hmm. not, so we just have to remind that like a text message is not urgent. Right. You know, and those are the ones that kind of get me like I end up and I, somebody referred to that on a podcast. I'm like, oh, that's so true. I don't need to respond right now. Um, Another one is Facebook Messenger. People, I hate it because people can tell when you read it. And I don't want that because then they were like, why didn't she answer? Why didn't she answer? And I know better because I, when people don't respond to me, I'm like, they probably checked it in the grocery line and now they're home and now they're distracted with kids or whatever in life. You don't need to respond right away. But I also know myself, if I don't respond right away, it's going to be a month or two before I get to it because life is busy. So it's one of those catch 22s. So, you know, we don't, um, I do have a business line for, for my business and try to outsource that. So that's not being interrupted. So I'm just trying to be, as I grow and as I move forward, to be mindful of my time and how much space do I want to give people as far as even email, like what email am I directing people to? Because that's the one I I only check in the afternoons, you know, or what phone number am I giving to them? Because I, I don't need to talk to them. Somebody else can handle that. So just as business owners, yeah, be mindful of that, especially as your business grows and you get even more in demand and people want you, um, really, really be mindful of that. I found for myself, you know, for me, the distraction and that impulsive need to respond right away was because of all the notifications I was getting. So I actually have all my notifications off. I don't, Mm -hmm. I just have badges, but I don't get any, like, I don't even have badges on my social media, which like my business, my main platform is Instagram. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know what, what DMs I have until I actively choose to go check Mm-hmm. or you know my Facebook like I I'm in control of when I go and do that versus I'm just like oh my gosh there's someone waiting for to hear from me such good advice because our time is non-renewable yeah. so we and just we're trying to build time freedom what really is that ultimately the goal of what our business mm-hmm. is is to not have less time but more of it so mm-hmm. when you have it are you optimizing your your use of it are mm-hmm. you creating more time or restricting the time you have mm-hmm. yeah and this all comes back to mindset and just yep. feeling feeling not exhausted, not overwhelmed. So that's just mm-hmm. a, a roundabout way to protect your headspace so that you can be the best person. Yeah. yeah. I love this. Thank you so much, Audra. This is really helpful. I love the four C's. 
I'm going to do that journaling exercise. I'm going to add that and see how that manifests for me. I love that. I love it. Love that stuff. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us on this Friday afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. It was really nice to talk with you. Tell everybody where they can find your podcast and where they can find you. Yes. So I live on Instagram, not 24 seven. I, like I said, (laughs) but um, my Instagram handle is the dance CEO coach. Um, you can also find, I have a podcast titled the dance CEO podcast on Spotify and Apple. And I also have my, my, my website main page is currently under construction as always, but you can learn about two of my main services I offer, um, the dance CEO coach.com slash university or slash business academy for dancers. And you can learn about the two main offers that I have there. Very good. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for spending your time with us. And everybody, if you got anything out of this or sparked any any questions or any like ahas for you, please message Audra on Instagram or me. And we would love to hear from you and hear your takeaways. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We will see you here same time, same place next week. Peace. Bye-bye.